I want all that he has for me. How about you? I mean, think about this for a moment. I, I don't think we, I don't think we think about some things like this often enough because we can get in the routine of going to church. But then leaving church and asking yourself, Lord, did I get everything I was supposed to? Or even saying, Pastor, did I, or asking, asking, Lord, did I pull on the pastor enough to get everything that he was supposed to give? You see, because both those, those two thoughts deal with expectation. You know, people, it's interesting how when people go to different meetings, and I remember years ago, man, back in Bible school, man, um, I think it was, it was October of 2000, Benny Hinn was doing a meeting in Dallas, and we were, we were um, they, they had asked the Bible school here to ask if we'd to, to, to serve in that event, and, and, and I, I signed up, I, I, I'll work it, and so we came in, and and, you know, outside, just thousands of people. They ended up having to turn, I think, 6,000 people away. In a facility, I, I don't, I, I don't want to, it was the reunion arena, so I don't know how many that holds. But, what's that? 20, something like that. But anyway, they, they ended up having it, you know, it, it full. And, and why? Because there was an expectation. There was an expectation for to be healed, to receive. What would happen if we came, no matter who was speaking, with an expectancy? Go to Second Corinthians chapter 3. 2 Corinthians chapter 3. As you're turning there, I, I really didn't know kind of how this might begin, and I don't know how it will end, but, but this thought came up to just deposit this thought. It is in Luke chapter 24, and he tells the disciples, and he tells them that I want you to go to Jerusalem. And I want you to tarry there until you're endued with power from one high. I mean, think about that. If I told you, hey, Becky, go to McCart Street and stay there until something happens. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, think about, you know, now I know we, we would, we would say, yeah, yeah, we'd go, we'd go ahead and go, but what happened, what would happen after three days and nothing happened? What, what if it was five days and still nothing had happened? Would you stay a little longer? Would the words that Jesus spoke, would they have been enough? If 
Think about it. I mean, he, he, 500 people see him between the time that he was, that from the time that he was raised from the dead. 500 saw him when he descended and says, hey, go here, stay here, and something's going to happen. Do you have enough patience to wait on him for as long as it takes? So wait there until you're endued with power from on high. You know, it was a number of weeks ago and I defined that word endued and it's really in that it actually means to dye like a garment. This doesn't mean to put on a coat. That's what I always thought it meant. Well, endued means you're going to wear a mantle, a coat, a power. But no, no, it's actually where you actually, it's your, when you dye a garment, you can't take the color out. Meaning it's soaked into it. Meaning you're marinated in it. You know, things taste a whole lot better if they've been marinated. I mean, no one likes dry chicken. But when it's been marinated and it's been cooked just right. (laughs) You got some good chicken? Okay. I mean, and, and so I mean to say this a little bit further. No one wants a dry Christian. He, there some Christians, we need to be marinated because when you're marinated, you have something on the inside of you that's got flavor. <laughs> See, there needs to be some flavor in the church. There needs to be some flavor in your life. Hallelujah. <laughs> flavor <laughs> ah, mm. flavor marinated that's what he that's what he wanted the church to go get go get marinated hallelujah you know it's like some things you just can't cook fast I mean, you know, I, I grew up in Maryland, so we knew nothing about brisket. Our brisket was roast beef. That was, that was our understanding of brisket was roast beef. That, sorry, but, but when I got to Texas, been here now for 24 years, I can smoke a brisket. But you know what? You can't cook a brisket fast. You have to wait. And you have to wait. And you have to wait. We want... We want fast food Christianity. But yet we want it to taste like the best thing. When we have to come to a place where we learn to wait... Because it's in the waiting that all of a sudden our flavor changes. I want my flavor change. How about you? Hallelujah. Thank you, Father.
None of this is in 2 Corinthians 3. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Mm. Hallelujah. Man. This is what revival should be about. Putting ourselves in a position to wait. To just see what he wants to do. You know, because in the waiting, it can kind of feel awkward. I mean, did they really know what they were waiting for? We know they were waiting for power. I mean, were they waiting for a knock at the door? Were they looking out the window waiting for someone to show up? they knew when he came. And when he came, they couldn't stay in the room. kind of what I hear in my heart is too often we we don't wait long enough but secondly once he's filled the room we stay there and think that's all it is when the purpose is to go out into the street and change the world with it Lord, help us not. In the season ahead, Lord, help us not to do either one of those things.
Jesus said, I, I will, I'm coming, or John the Baptist said, he will come and he will baptize you with Holy Ghost and fire. Jesus said, I, I came to kindle a fire. That fire is to no longer be satisfied with the other things we've been joined to. In 2 Corinthians 3, he says, do we begin again to commend ourselves? Or do we need, as some others, epistles or commendations to you or letters of commendation from you? Verse 2, it says, you are our epistles, written in our hearts, known and read by all men. Clearly, you are an epistle of Christ. Ministered by us. Now listen. Written not with the ink. But by the spirit. Of the living God. Wow. Clearly you are an epistle of Christ. Ministered by us. Written not with ink. But by the spirit of the living God. What is the spirit of God. Writing on us. In our lives. He says it's not on table tablets of stone. But on tables of flesh. That is of our heart. Verse 4. And we have such trust. Through Christ towards God. Now listen. Not that we're sufficient of ourselves. To think anything being from ourselves. But our sufficiency is from God. Wow. And we have such, verse 4 again, and we have such trust through Christ towards God. Not that we're sufficient of ourselves to think of anything as being from ourselves. Meaning it, it's, not for, it's not for me. It's not from ourselves. But what our sufficiency, my sufficiency, your sufficiency is from God. If you have sufficiency, that means you don't need anything else. My sufficiency is from God. Hallelujah. But our sufficiency is from God, who also made us sufficient as ministers of the new covenant. Listen to this. Not of the letters, but of the spirit. For the letter kills but the spirit it gives life. But if the ministry of death written and engraved on stones was glorious. Now what is this talking about? It's talking about, it's talking about Moses and talking about when he, when God wrote the 10 commandments with the finger of God and Moses was in his presence. And it says this, it says, but if the ministry of death written and engraved on stones was glorious. Say glorious. glorious. So that the children of Israel could not look steadily at the face of Moses because of the glory of his countenance. 
Now think about this. This is just natural. This is the presence on Moses in a natural way. And yet it was something that was what they said, a ministry of death. They're not saying the, the word is the, the word isn't evil. The Ten Commandments aren't evil. That's not what this means. It's talking about if Moses' face shined with the glory of God. So that the children of Israel could not look steadily at the face of Moses because of the glory of his countenance. Which glory was passing away. Now listen to this. How will, will the ministry of the Spirit not be more glorious? If, if from a natural standpoint, the presence of God is there as, as he's writing the Ten Commandments and Moses comes down off the mountain and the glory of God is so strong that he had to put a veil over his face. And it said that glory <laughs> was passing away. But it said there's this other glory that's more glorious. That's of the Spirit. Meaning, meaning that when the disciples were in the upper room and the fire of God came down, it says tongues as a fire came like a mighty rushing wind. You see, the fire of God that with the finger of God that wrote the Ten Commandments And they call that where it actually was on the physical body of Moses. Physical. This wasn't like, oh, we see it in the spirit, Moses. Ooh. No, it was on his physical body so much so that they couldn't even look at his face. And yet the fire of God comes down on the day of Pentecost. Now, it's interesting if you go to Hebrews and it says that the, the commandments are now, what, written on our, what, hearts. People always say, oh, well, the Ten Commandments have passed away. And no, I said, it just was rewritten on my heart. It just changed places. So how much more glorious should the Spirit be? I mean, just just open up your understanding for open up your heart because you're like, oh, that's that's kind of weird, Pastor Justin. Because we we have to settle that because because it says that Moses's face shone like the glory of God and that glory was passing away. And it tells us that by the spirit, it would be more glorious. If we could see it actually on his physical body and it was something that was passing away and this other by the spirit is more glorious. Do you think we could actually come to a place where we actually shine? Actually, I believe the psalm says that we are going to shine like the stars in their brightness. 
You say, oh, well, when we get to heaven, Pastor Justin. Well, yes, we will. But, I mean, I'm still trying to, I'm still trying to, to reconcile if, this, if the, this ministry of death was glorious and you could see it on him. And this is more glorious? Can they see it on the church? I'm expanding our expectation. I'm expanding our faith. (laughs) I mean... I'm pressing in for the joy of the Lord to fill the house. I'm pressing in for miracles, signs, and wonders. I'm I'm pressing into creative miracles. But could we press into the fact that we leave here shining a little brighter? (laughs) And you go to work tomorrow and they're like, man, it's just, it's this new, (laughs) it's this new shampoo I'm using. It's called glory. (laughs) (laughs) You know, Moses had to wait. wait, I think he waited for 40 days. Most people, you know, believe that how long it was for the... The scholars believe how long it was they waited from the resurrection to that particular time. But would we wait long enough? In your personal time, will you wait long enough? Would you show up early enough? Would you stay late enough? Would you be inconvenienced enough? Mm. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Mm. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Father. Mm. Stand to your feet. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. When you encounter glory, the natural doesn't Satisfy like it used to. Moses encountering the glory with a burning bush, being a shepherd was was no longer enough. I mean, the disciples. seen Jesus and they asked him to follow they asked, he asked them to follow him and he says follow you I'll make you fishers of men I'll make you fishers of men and they left all 
But you know what? They, they went back to it. They walked with Jesus. And after Jesus was betrayed, or after Jesus was betrayed, was crucified and died, what happened? They had to go back to Galilee. He had to go back to Galilee to find them. Why? Because they went back to fishing. You're like, really? Yeah. That's why John chapter 21, they're all out in the boat fishing, not catching anything. And all of a sudden they look and they see a man on the, on the shore and it's, Jesus is making them fish. You think if you walked with Jesus for three Years or so, how many years they he walk they, they walk with him and and yet they went back. But when they got filled with the Holy Ghost, there was no going back. Because when you touch the glory of God and you touch His presence, there's nothing like it. doesn't mean that you all of a sudden quit your job and go into ministry. That's not the, that's not, it's just, it's just that you, you, there's something that you just want more. Yeah, maybe he launches you out into ministry and things like that. But you're not just, you're not satisfied with just ordinary. Even if the Spirit of God is doing something in the moment and what He's doing and, and, and putting His hand on is, is a message that's teaching, yet you're going, to be, you're going to sense the presence of the Lord. Let's not be guilty on the other side. Let's not be guilty of trying to pursue an experience. Let's pursue Him. Let's pursue Him. I was reading a book. I read a book I read years ago. It was called The Believer's Absolute Surrender by Andrew Murray. Old book. There's something that just caught my attention as I was reading this. And, and it's in the scripture, Luke chapter 18. And it's just this small, that small scripture where it says, With men, it is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. And I, and I know that scripture, and I know, and I know it, and I know the meaning. I've taught it, but I was seeing it in a different way. Is even as believers, saved, born again, Christians for a long period of time, there's this understanding. Yeah, we're like, yeah, with man it's impossible. With God, all things are possible. And we kind of glossed over that. And I, I got really thinking about that. And everything, now listen, this, everything in the kingdom of God is impossible for man. Yeah. Yeah. 
but all things are possible with God. Meaning, meaning I'm not trying to do the supernatural in Justin. I'm not trying not to tap in to the miraculous in Justin. Why? Because it's impossible in Justin. But all things are possible with God. See, too often we forget the with God part. Even, even uh, Paul said this, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, not I that lives, but it's Christ that lives within me. Now listen, and the life that I now live, I live by the faith of the son of God. Why? Because with man, it's impossible, but with God, all things are possible. And he sent the Holy ghost. So we could live with all things possible because with the Holy ghost, I'm with God and God's with me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just lift your hands. Hallelujah. 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 We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Holy, holy, holy. Just wait upon him for a moment. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Father, I want all that you have. I want all that you have for me and my family. I want all that you have for Heritage of Faith. I want all that you have for this community.
glory. As when Moses is read, a veil lies on their heart. Nevertheless, when one turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Now the Lord is the Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. But we, with, but we all with unveiled face. Oh, I'm so grateful that I have an unveiled face. Behold, as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. Lord, we behold, we make a decision to continue to behold as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord. And as we continue to behold Jesus, as we continue to behold him, Lord, I thank you that we are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. Thank you, Father. Transform us to where we look like Jesus. Hallelujah. Mm. Oh, just say, I want more. So let him minister to you for a moment. Just lift your hands and let him minister to you. There's things that he can say to your heart that can totally reshape your destiny. Behold you, Jesus. We behold you, Jesus. Mm. 
Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Father. Praise you, Father. Woo. Mm. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Do you have anything? Thank you, Lord, for filling us up. Thank you for making another eternal deposit on the inside of us tonight. That's putting the puzzle pieces together. For where you see us going. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And Lord, I just thank, thank you, Lord, Holy Spirit, as, as you've ministered greatly in this place tonight. Ministered to hearts tonight. Your presence is strong in this place. And that when we step back in here on Sunday morning, we would just take, take up where we left off. Because we go from glory to glory. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Did you receive something tonight? Thank you, Father. Praise you, Lord.